0: Today's audiobook reading is dedicated in honor of Avram Shmuel ben Chana. Chapter 7 Avoid Interference. Having completed explaining in this gate that which is fitting to explain regarding the matters of B'Tachon, according to our understanding, it is now appropriate to explain which matters are an impediment to a person's trust in God. I will say that those matters that are impediments to achieving the levels explained in the three previous gates. Are all impediments to a person's trust in God as well. Other impediments to a person's trust in God are as follows 1. Foolishness that people have regarding the greatness of the Creator and his positive attributes, in which he conducts himself with his creations. For such a person who does not comprehend the Creator's compassion for his creations, his conduct with them, his supervision and rulership over them, and that they are utterly connected to him, will not be able to have peace of mind or rely on Him. 2. Another impediment. Ignorance regarding the commandments of the Creator, may He be blessed. Meaning, His Torah, in which He has warned us to rely on Him and to trust in Him. As it says, Malachi 3.10, And test me now with this, and Isaiah twenty six four, Trust in the Lord forever. 3. Another impediment. Propensity to attribute His success to the immediate causes, that are apparent. He does not realize that regarding causes, the closer the cause is to the outcome, the less of an ability it has to affect the outcome, either positively or negatively. Conversely, the further the cause is from the outcome, the more it has the ability to visibly affect the outcome, both positively and negatively. This can be likened to a king who, when he wishes to punish one of his servants, will instruct his second in command to execute his will. The second-in-command, in turn, instructs the minister, who is his inferior. The minister instructs the executive officer. The executive officer instructs the officer. And the officer then instructs the taskmaster. The taskmaster is the one who inflicts the actual punishment with the tools that have been prepared for it, such as the stick and the whip. The tools are the ones that have the least power. In fact, they have no power whatsoever to either ease the servant's pain or to add to it. This is because the tools have no will or choice at all. The taskmaster has more power than the tools. The officer has more power than the taskmaster. The executive officer has more power than the officer. And the minister has more power than the executive officer. The second-in-command has more power than the minister. And the king has the most power of all, because if he wants, he can pardon the servant." It is already apparent that the ability of the various causes to affect the outcome will be according to their proximity to or distance from it. Since the Creator, may He be exalted, is the ultimate cause and the most distant from all the causes, it is fitting to trust Him and rely on Him due to His power to help a person or to cause him harm, as we have explained here. The Progress of Trust The General Rule Regarding the Matter of Trust in God The level of trust of those who trust in God is based on the level of their understanding of God's greatness and on the level of their belief in His protection over them and in His constant care for their well-being. 1. When a child is born, he depends solely on his mother's bosom, as the verse states, Psalms 22.10, You made me secure in my mother's bosom. 2. When the child grows up and his understanding develops, He then turns to rely on his mother herself because of the great care she has for him. As the verse states Psalms 131 2. I swear that I calmed and quieted my soul like a suckling on its mother. Like a suckling was my soul with me. 3. When his understanding develops even further, and he sees how his mother's conduct with him is dependent on his father, he then turns to rely on his father because the latter protects him. 4. When his body becomes stronger, and it becomes feasible for him to engage in a means of livelihood, such as work or commerce and the like, he will then turn to rely on his own strength and schemes. He relies on himself instead of God because of his lack of understanding that all the good that he received until now was, in truth, from the kindness of God toward him. It was said regarding one of the pious that he had a neighbor, a swift scribe who earned his livelihood from the payment that he received for his writing. One day, the pious person asked his neighbor, How are you faring? The scribe replied, My situation is good, as long as my hand is in good shape. That very evening, his hand was crushed, and he was unable to write for the rest of his life. This was a punishment from God, may he be blessed, for relying on his hand to provide his livelihood. 5. If he obtains his livelihood from other people, he will then turn to rely on them, and he will put his mind at ease by relying on them and their capability of helping him. Six, when his understanding develops and he sees those people's deficiencies, he sees how humans too are in need of the Creator's kindness. He will then turn to rely on Him. However, at first, he will rely on Him only for those matters that are beyond his control and for which he has no choice other than to hand them over to the Creator and to place his trust in Him to take care of them. He relies on God for the rain to come at the time of sowing, a trip at sea, travels in the desert where there is no water, a flood where there is a plague of pestilence, and for similar matters regarding which a person has no means whatsoever with which to save himself from them. As it says, Jeremiah 2.27. And at the time of their misfortune, they say, Arise and save us. 7. If his understanding of God develops further, then he will rely on him even for matters regarding which he can possibly help himself through his own efforts. For example, if he can possibly obtain his sustenance through dangerous means, or with strenuous work that tires out the body, he will not engage in those means due to his trust in God that he will sustain him through easier means. 8. If his understanding of God develops even further, then he will turn to rely on him regarding all the means, both the difficult and the easy. When engaging in them, he will have the intention that he is doing so as part of his service of God and to observe his commandments. 9. If his understanding of God develops even further, and he will understand the great compassion that the Creator has for his creations, then he will willfully consent with his heart and through his speech to all that God has decreed for him, both in his public and in his private conduct. He will rejoice with everything that God has done to him, be it the death of his relatives or their long life, be it poverty or wealth, health or illness. He will not desire anything other than what God has chosen for him, and he will only want what God wants for him. He will give himself over to God and accept his judgment upon his soul and his body. He will not weigh a certain means of obtaining his needs as more effective than another. As a result, he will not choose to involve himself in anything other than what he is already engaging in. As one person who had betachon said, I never decided to do one thing, and in my heart, desired to engage in something else. 10. When his understanding of God develops even further and he will realize the purpose of his creation and of his entrance into this fleeting world, and he will recognize the greatness of the world to come, which is eternal, he will despise this world and all the worldly means through which a person obtains its pleasures. He will give himself over to God. May he be blessed with his thought, soul, and body. When he is alone and undisturbed by other people, He will take pleasure when remembering his Creator, and he will feel desolate when not pondering his greatness. If he is among people, his only desire will be to please his Creator by fulfilling his will, and he will long for nothing other than an encounter with God. He will be so happily preoccupied with the love of God that it will stop him from rejoicing with other people who rejoice in manners of this world. Nor will he be able to rejoice with the same ardor that the people in the world to come Rejoice in the world to come. This is the greatest level of all the levels that exist among those who trust in God. It is the level of the prophets, pious ones, and special individuals with pure hearts. This is what the verse refers to when it states Isaiah 26 8, Even in the path of your judgment, God, do we yearn for you. The soul's desire is for your name and remembrance. And Psalms 42 3, My soul thirsts for God, the living God. These are the ten stages of Betachon, and every person who trusts will find himself on one of these levels. Betachon language. We find that the ten different words are used in the Holy Tongue of Scripture for the matter of Betachon, which correspond to these ten levels. Mivtach, trust. Mishan, support. Tikva, hope. Mechase, refuge. Tocheles, anticipation. Chikui, awaiting smicha, reliance, sever, dependence, misad, help, and chesel, assurance. May God, in His mercy, place us among those who trust in Him and give themselves over to His judgment, both in public and in private. Amen. The gate of trust has been completed for the God who is the last and the first.